0: That's indeed.com slash Blue Sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bubba and the Bloom, episode 75, going to get you ready for the final week of the fantasy baseball season, talk standings and schedules and potential streamers and so much more, it's going to be a blast, get you ready for that home stretch, last week we got you the two-week schedule, nice uh, nice um, uh, feedback on that, so thank you very much, that, that was good, uh, before we get into too much talk, I'm on Twitter at BDEntrick, the podcast at Bubba Bloom pod and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at Ryan BHQ, Ryan Bloomfield, how we doing, my friend? We're sweating.
2: Yes we, are, yes. we are we are sweating. I was and not cuz of the heat. It's uh I would say I'm doing good, but man, this final two week stretch has been rough on me and for my own doing, like following way too much of scores and live standings just cuz we're I mean we're both in the hunt in a few leagues. I feel like you're handling it a lot better than I am, but uh but kind of glued to baseball stats and Watching games and things aren't going as well, but there's still ten days to turn it around. So, so I'm on tilt, but uh, I'd rather be I'd rather be in it yeah. than than not. So, um, enjoy and trying to enjoy the last week and a half here.
1: That's the key. We're trying to enjoy it because at, come like, you know, three weeks from now we're going to wish we had a full week of baseball. Again, exactly. so it'll be one of those things. Like the postseason was awesome last year. I assume it'll be this year. So maybe it'll be like a month and a half from now. Then we'll be sitting there like a week after first pitch Arizona going, what are we doing now? Like we're watching NBA. Are that what we're really doing right now? NBA college basketball. Like that's all we got on Wednesday night. <laughs> so,
2: I, uh, I, 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 myself, selfishly, I have the
1: forecaster to do, but. Well, We've already, mention, we actually, this week we started. Yeah, I was going to mention that I saw, Man. well, obviously I'm in the Slack, so I have got to see a few things, but Ray, yeah. Ray Murphy even tweeted it out that uh, it's his first uh, all-nighter, basically trying to narrow down who, which hitters get a part of player pages, because every year one of the topics at first pitch is who got left out that shouldn't have got left out basically. <laughs> yep. Well. Decisions are starting to get get made tonight, Thursday, September twenty first, on who is in and who deserves to be in and who might get left out situation. So um, the process starts early for these boys of baseball HQ. I am not a part of that, thank goodness, but um, <laughs> uh, I have enough on my my plate these days, so uh, I enjoy reading the hard work that Ryan and these others do. Because what? I, I, forgive me, I should know this as a friend and a co-host. What year is this for you now? Eight. This is, uh, I wrote it in a tweet the other day.
2: What did I write? Yeah, 11? I trying to remember. 11 or, I think eleventh. This is my oh, 11th geez, year writing. I know, well, how, man. How, I'm old. How, and how six how year on the
1: cover. You're not old. You're younger than me. I was like, six year on the cover. That's the one I was looking for. Because the cover means he was the one of the editors, which means he really yeah. had his fingers in the actual forecaster. Not saying the writers don't. They all do. But you guys know what I mean. He was one of the... The final countdowns to get you the book is what it comes down to, and uh, that's a lot of work on itself. It's funny because like you'll uh, you'll run into Ryan when he gets the first pitch. He's like, what'd you do, Ryan, on the flight? I wrote in the forecaster. I like, guess yeah. that's, that's his plane right? And what you'll, you'll catch him writing blurbs at the conference. You'll see him getting ready to do it on the way home. It's like that's what he does because that's the time of the year. So
2: don't think I did it on the way home last year, though, as as you know. I think we got like three hours sleep yeah the uh, for the sleeper in the bus podcast thank you Eno, baby Saturday yeah. night. that's right but but yeah it'll it'll take most of my october and first half of november we'll get it out by thanksgiving but 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 that's 2024 man we got we got 10 more days to to finish this out and it's funny we we're talking about topics like for this week's like do we want to do next year stuff or looking back this year it's like let's let's finish let's see it all the way through we have one more week of uh lineups to set so uh for all of you who have have stuck it out with us we we genuinely appreciate it and we figured why not just do this last one to for those of you that are in the hunt again and selfishly like both of us we this is to help us too um let's let's knock out this last week strategy session
1: and for you those of you that are that play in head-to-head leagues, for instance, that were smart enough to this to be your last week, congratulations. Um, because you don't have to worry about any of the nonsense that takes place next week. Because We've seen a lot of it this week where it's this pitcher gets scratched and they're going to move to this. Wait, no, now they're pitching tomorrow. Um, we're seeing like so many things. To, like Max Fried, for instance, pitched Thursday night. Well, as doing the first pitch podcast, this stuff makes me laugh because it makes me feel like an idiot if people aren't paying attention. I reported earlier in the week that, oh, he's got a hot spot on his hand. He's going to get pushed back to the weekend. Well, last time I checked, Thursday's not the weekend. Like, when I looked at the DFS schedule for my show on Wednesday night, I saw Max Fried's pitching. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, what are we doing right now? And that's just, like, a one example. There's a ton of them. Kyle Harrison got sent back. Oh, wait, he just got called up to pitch Wednesday, or Thursday in L.A. Pitch, like, pitch tonight, yep. Like, yep. so it's just one of those things where there's – um, I was looking at we'll we'll talk about our weekend matchups. Eduardo Rodriguez left Monday start with a shoulder injury. He's supposed to be out probably for the rest of the season. He's scheduled to pitch on Sunday now. So if you drop them, I apologize. <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. That is September at its finest, and there's gonna be a lot more of that. So we are gonna try to weed through it the best we can, get you a couple insights to, to take on the ships as we talk about, but let's talk about some. Recent news and notes. You guys know first pitch enough. We've talked about that till we're blue in the face. If you have questions, hit us up on Twitter. I'm not going to bug you guys about that anymore. We love it. Um, some recent news and notes here. We're going to start off with Royce Lewis, and everyone under the sun should know that Royce Lewis has a hamstring injury. Left earlier this week. Uh, the news that that pertains to this, though, on Wednesday he was still he was riding the bike, which gives me some optimism. Um, Thursday morning he's supposed to have an MRI in minnesota and there's been no news out and i told ryan what i've learned from first pitch when teams have days off you don't get news till they're back to the ballpark so they already know the news the twins will let us know the news on friday and we go from there i'm guessing he still misses a game or two this weekend and we see him probably maybe sunday but monday for sure is my guess because they need royce for the postseason and they're not worried about our fantasy team but i don't think he's done for the season the fact he's riding a bike today afterwards. Gives me a little optimism that it might be sore, it might be a little tweaked, but it's one of those like he's going to work through it situations.
2: And this will be one of the things that we'll talk about kind of throughout the episode. Is is I've got one eye on kind of the schedule, another eye on the standings. I should probably have a third eye like on my kids, but I only have two. I, I I in Lynn Lewis's case, so Minnesota is eight and a half games up. Like they've locked up the AL Central. So yes, it's a good sign that Royce Lewis is riding a bike, and we'll see what the what the news comes out on Friday once they're back from the off day. If he's healthy, and and I have Royce Lewis in labor, who um is is causing this sweat. I had a ten point lead. I'm down to a three point lead, and Royce Lewis was kind of single handedly lifting my team. Do you know what do do I even do I start him next week, even if he's back like I can't see the twins? He's not going to play every day. Why would the twins play him every single day? Um, I think even if Royce Lewis is healthy, does he get like three off days next week and just kind of stay somewhat fresh for the postseason? That's what I would do if I were the twins. And again, assuming Lewis is healthy, I think that's almost like a best case scenario is you get, I don't know, four or five games left total. Out of Royce Lewis, if that. um, and again, that's that's if he's healthy. So it's tricky, man. And again, this is all the, the you know the final week sweat and the difficulty of trying to forecast this stuff. But I wouldn't count on Royce
1: Lewis for as an everyday player from here on out, yeah. i'm I'm with you there, and that's what makes it tough because it's one of those, if you sit him, you know, even in the half the games he plays, he might get you two home runs and six RBIs. That's the, the – and, yes, a grand slam, like his fifth <laughs> one. I think he had four in 18 games or yeah. something like that. So and That's the tricky part. Like, they they want to get him just enough action to get him ready for the postseason without hurting him more is what it comes down to, basically what Ryan was saying. So, yeah, just wait for the information is the best I can say. See if he's in a lineup before you have to lock in lineups. But I wouldn't count on him for this weekend. I'll say that much. You are going to get some action next week. Just the amount is to be determined.
2: Yeah, I can't see him holding him, him out all week just to keep him fresh. On the flip side, if you're going to kind of the hedge here, I think Kyle Farmer is a pretty oh, good yeah. pickup next week. Um okay. Farmer's been playing a little bit of third, a little bit of short. Lewis obviously is like their everyday third baseman. So if Lewis on those off days or whatever, even if he's not healthy, I think Kyle Farmer this last week could be,
1: could be pretty good yeah, in that too early DC mock draft we did last season. Um, I have Kyle Farmer and I've been playing him like for the last two and a half months because I've had no choice because he plays just enough every day. and um, so that's been kind of the the blessing and the, the cursor between Lewis and Polanco and they, there's always an injury in Minnesota. And I would rather have had Willie Castro, but Farmer's been actually quite serviceable. Um, if Willie Castro's on your wire, that's another one. Like, I gotta keep beating that drum and he's been tremendous for me. But, um, and, and we will go over players later in the show to potentially look to pick up. Obviously, league dependence, uh, it, it's going to vary from site to site. So just be patient with that one. But yeah, look for the backup case, best case scenario. So that's what it comes down to Tampa Bay Rays made quite the splash on Thursday evening, a couple hours before we started recording. Ryan, they called up one of their top prospects, Junior Comunario. I might have butchered that. I apologize. He played single A and double A this year. He just turned twenty on July fifth. But between single A and double A, three twenty four average, thirty one homers. He does have only five stolen bases, but the power is ridiculous. The batting average skills are great. Plays third base, which they need, especially with Brandon Lau. This could be re- this could be a Brandon Lau situation because he left Tuesday's or Thursday's game early. They haven't put him on the IEL yet, of course, but that's a scenario that could take place there. So junior camonero I and mean, again the i don't know Caminero. I, Caminero. I think Caminero. there we go yep. um that's gonna be an intriguing one this week especially because no one has money right now like i was getting guys for a, i got i got soldier gibson long everywhere for a dollar last week like so that's where we're at right now <laughs>
2: the star of last week's episode who yeah. i uh thought his name was gibson long yeah
1: but we'll, we'll continue um so yeah but camonero is getting the call and to me, they are only calling him up to play him. There's no reason not to, in my opinion. So what's your th- – it's the Rays, though. I guess I'll, I guess I'll yeah. grain of salt that. But what's your thoughts on this Camonero situation? Because even, like, big-time prospect guys, the Welsh and others, were shocked that he got the call. They were not expecting that right now.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I I reading between the lines I I I do wonder if Brandon Lau is more hurt than we think. I was watching that game today because uh of course I wanted to watch my closer Carlos Estevez broke uh blow the save. You know the rule you're not allowed to do that. I'm breaking all you the, the rules. Two weeks. <laughs> it's not working out for me either. Um I'm a little skeptical on the playing time. Like I maybe it's more at shortstop and Taylor Walls is out. But like even if I don't know, man. We have no idea what a 20-year-old is going to do over the last 10 days. So, like, yes, this is an injection of youth in, in terms of, like, fab pickups. Nobody has money, but if you're going to throw a buck on somebody, like, why not do it on Camonero? You, you don't know what you're going to get, but you don't know what you're going to get with anybody. And so um, do wonder, I, I'd be, if I have Brandon Lau, I, I would just say that's the takeaway. Watch what happens over the over the weekend and start Preparing some Plan Bs if that doesn't pan out. It's just the timing of it between Lau getting hurt and then a few hours later calling up Caminero just seems seems interesting. Especially since, like you said,
1: Baba, so many people in the know in the prospect world uh, were pretty shocked by this one. Yeah, because Brandon Lau he fouled a ball off his knee. He left on the ninth inning. That was yeah, at bat he fouled his ball. It was the very end of the game. Um, and some of the good, like you know, Mark Tompkins, one of the best uh, beat writers out there. He's always throwing things out. He doesn't even have an update yet on Brandon Lau, and he's the, the Rays were celebrating in the clubhouse, or at least um, some of them were, because they're they're getting closer to making this happen. But yeah, just going through Topkins um, feed right now, there's still no info on Brandon Lau. So like like Ryan said, just keep an eye on that. But it, that's kind of the writing on the wall at the moment. Next up, Vladito, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Want to mention this one? He had an MRI, he missed Wednesday's game had an MRI Thursday morning, obviously missed Thursday's game um, on his knee, which was weird because it was like all of a sudden, you know, I just a late scratch on Wednesday. And then like an hour later, scheduled for an MRI on Thursday. And I'm like, whoa, like that's not like a sore knee. That's like what's going on. Well, they said no structural damage on Thursday. Jays are out of it. I'm like, Vladdy to me is, they're going to try to play him if they can. I'm not saying they're not, but to me, this is kind of a tread lightly situation.
2: Yeah, uh, I think I think they'll do what they can if uh, if if Guerrero can play. I mean, Toronto's in the wild card hunt. I mean, they're they're right with Seattle and Texas. Like they they'll do what they can to try and get Vlad in there. It is the interesting MRI is just never good, and even though yeah. it's inflammation, like again, we're not doctors, but we I I, I hate the line. What uh, what is it structurally? clean or such yeah. structurally no sound structural like damage no yes. struck that's what i'm going for no structural damage i learned this one from first pitch it's just uh, and i mentioned this on the show before but it's just it's it's a phrase that sounds very positive that um definitely means he's not out of the blue yet yeah. so um just very and i think the fact that the blue jays are in the wild card race is is a good thing for guerrero but just monitor what happens this weekend and and be aggressive if if Guerrero's obviously out next week he's he's a, obviously a drop so um, it's crazy to kind of
1: say that but that's where we are this final week yeah he's got he's at Tampa Bay this weekend Glassnow Lytle Bradley then next week he, he goes uh, home against the Yankees home against Tampa Bay they're actually scheduled to face the same Tampa Bay pitchers this weekend and next weekend. Hmm. That's pretty interesting to me. But um, yeah, keep an eye on Vladito. Kevin Biggio has been reaping the benefits of that. And I've been laughed out of rooms in the last week or so talking about Gavin Biggio, but uh, he was hitting like fifth. When Vlad got scratched, he got moved up to third. He's been hitting more between third and fifth. Let me put it that way. And I just want to highlight um, the production from Biggio because this is where DFS helps me a ton. He's been like 26, 27. It was 2800 bucks today. And he's hitting the middle of the order. And if you want to go back, let's just go back to September 9th, so about a little over a week ago. And you can let's just do September first. Let's make it a bigger number so it's not as small of a sample for everybody. Since September first, Bees just hitting two ninety eight, only one homer, but eleven runs, nine RBIs, walking a ton. You could do worse from a guy hitting the middle of the order in, in deeper leagues because he's going to get everyday at bats. Keep that in mind. Perhaps uh, Spencer Spencer Horowitz Horowitz uh, Horowitz is another one for, for batting average. If That's a that. great call. That's a great call as well. Uh, so keep an eye on that whole situation in Toronto. And then, last but not least, uh, Wilson Contreras went to the IL with a wrist injury. He's been battling injuries all season, but he's still been pretty productive when out there. Uh, a guy's—I damn—I always screw up. Uh, I call him—and I call him Andrew Kisner just because I love Kevin Kisner, the golfer. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's the golfer. I, I um,
1: believe it is Kisner. Yeah, I think it is too. But it's, just, it's the first thing that flows off the mind. He'll get the everyday at bats, but there's Ivan Herrera's had some moments as well where he's been sneaky interesting, one of their kind of higher end prospects. If you had like if you were desperate for a catcher, and trust me, there's probably better options on your wire. Just gonna throw it out there right now. But you're looking at this St. Louis situation. Where would you go?
2: So I'm gonna have to make this decision because you know this. I'm hijacking this podcast and just venting about my teams and labor. Um, Wilson Contreras is on my labor team, so that's a fifteen teamer. Um, Kisner's definitely an option for me. I've got three dollars left, and it's a one dollar minimum bid, so I can only cool. pick up three guys this weekend. And cool. my options are and one's now a catcher. By. That's yes, that's and well one off. has to be a catcher. Although maybe not. Like maybe the play is to take just take zero. the zero.
1: Just take but the zero if there's we'll better see. options. That's we'll that's a real thought.
2: options are out there. Uh, because yeah, when I so what I typically do. In, I'll, I'll take the last 14 days, sort by at-bats. Who's actually playing? Here's here's the crew I've got. Jacob Stallings hitting 188 over the last two weeks. Andy Rodriguez, Austin Wells, Renee Pinto, Christian Vasquez. Wow. And outside of that, um, everyone else is below 25 at-bats over the last uh, two weeks. Wow. So maybe I don't pick anyone up that's, and take that rough. zero for catcher. Um yeah especially cuz I need batting average so uh we'll we'll see. So again, sometimes I, this is all category management at this point. You may not have to take a
1: catcher to replace it if you're in a 15 teamer. Like that that is an option. Yep, I uh this past week in fab like my main OC that I'm competing in right now, I had $4 <laughs> left. And I only spent 2 cuz I wanted to guarantee $2 just in case I need to make more than one move next week. Yeah. Now, that could have been dumb but I was confident with what I had going to battle this week and I want to leave me options for next week. Um, that was just pure strategy. Like I could have said, screw it and got four guys for a buck. And then it's hope no one else got hurt. And then my lucky is you'd have like three injuries and you'd be like, Oh, well there we go. Can't replace any of them now. So I wanted to give myself a yeah. chance to go in there at the fighting, you know, fighting chance type situation, but we'll see.
2: The other I'll interesting see. thing. And I mean, it's a good position to be in is I'm in first So I, but I lose any tiebreaker. So if I really want anyone out of my $3, I need to go to, so like
1: may only be be able to
2: pick up two guys next
1: week. Yep. Yep. That's going to be a fun one. Indeed. But yeah, keep an eye on that. There'll there'll be some other guys we'll mention in the preview section, a bunch of day-to-day guys, and uh, we'll kind of do the best we can to weed through the issues there. But before we get into the final week strategy session, Let's talk weekend matchups, Bloomfield, and my time is starting to tick away.
2: Why is your time starting to tick away
1: in weekend matchups? Because I'm down two to you with uh, four picks left. Smarty. I'm not. I'm
2: I'm I'm brain fog. Um, your time is ticking away, man. So this could be a, a pretty good win for me. I'm up two on the season, twenty two to twenty. This is match play, one pitcher, one hitter each week, and. Where are we at? Uh, we split again last week. Your Chris Bryant, uh, the movable force against the whatever, stoppable object. I think I got those wrong. <laughs> Mike Yastrzemski got three points for me. You took me with Bryant with four. My pitching dominance continued. David Peterson yeah,
1: pitched well. Really um, took down Pedro you Avila. See, I will say this much. Avila wasn't bad the week before. King was awesome. Olson wasn't bad. So it's not like they've been garbage picks. Correct. I'll, I'll,
2: right, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll say, say that much. Say that's
1: correct I, i've
2: been double digits <laughs> five of the last six weeks so. yeah it
1: helps No, when now you, when you
2: play best. against the best oh,
1: look who's getting gotta, cocky now look gotta, who's getting cocky now all right let's have some fun since you're the best let's uh let's talk about some things here we got a week to go let's talk about the weekend matches before we get to the final week what stands out to you? Because I know we got great American small park for the final hurrah this weekend. Uh, We got no Coors field this weekend, only three games for everybody. No random four game series this weekend. So what stands out to you as some options here? Because there are some teams throwing out some like triple a slash quad a pitching staffs these days. Yes. And
2: yeah, it has, has been for some time. The problem that I see at least this weekend is a lot of those triple a pitching staffs are against teams that, are probably you know don't have many available bats in most leagues so like the sure. cubs get even though it's not in cores you still get colorado colorado's throwing no noah davis chris Flexen, Ty block out there against the cubs
1: i think we have a chance to try out and make the team this week per, perhaps
2: um like i yeah it's it's that bad it's great if you have Cubs, but nothing really actionable you can do. The Padres get St. Louis. That's another AAA rotation for the last, you know, whatever. I'm I'm glad Wainwright got his 200th. I'm glad that's that escapade is over with. Um, Cardinals are throwing out Dakota Hudson, Jake Woodford, and Drew Rom. So that's that's not good. Uh, you mentioned the Reds. Not only it's at home, but it's against Pittsburgh and yeah Bailey Falter, Luis Ortiz, Andre Jackson like all these names Ooh. like it's 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 rough the Red Sox get a, a pretty good schedule uh, but again a lot of those Red Sox are, are rostered against the White Sox one thing that I like is the Yankees mm-hmm. lefties so we've talked about Esteban Florial. I know he hasn't hit the ground running but I think he's gonna play every day against right-handed pitching and the Yankees get uh, the D backs at home and they miss Zach Gallon. Yep. So they get Brandon Fott, Zach Davies, and Ryan Nelson. So those, yeah, those are some of the good ones. I miss both of them. Yeah, yeah. I should not I should not leave Kelly
1: out of there. Merrill that. Kelly's yeah. like it, every yeah. year he gets, he gets thrown away and he somehow puts together yep. formidable seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I almost picked Jake Bowers this weekend. He went deep on Thursday. I'm like oh, well he, he, went he went deep on Thursday. That means he's gonna go over for the next week. So that just kind of sums that one up. But Bowers is probably a better pickup than Florial even. Yeah. Yeah, for the power department, right? Florio, I think next year can be a fun discussion topic. Again, that's next season. Uh, let's talk hitters. Who are you going with? Since you're the leader, you get the floor because you took one of my favorite players. You have a tendency, by the way, to really pick players that I am in love with on this game. So, like, yeah, yeah, you're twisting the knife. Yes, you are. It's, it's you know, it's what I do. I I've, not only do I like to beat
2: you, I like to beat you with your with my guys, guys. So I took. Uh big nelly style nelson velazquez who is just been on a, a tear especially in the power department lately i should have his stats up in front of me but the big thing with velazquez over the last I don't know, like two, three weeks been playing every day. It's been the yeah. playing time that hasn't been there. Um, it's kind of that skills versus roles thing. And uh, yes, over the last month, Nelson Velazquez has eight homers, 20 RBIs hitting cleanup every single day. Average isn't quite there, hitting 234 over the last month, but it's a good walk rate in our game. We're doing total bases plus walks. So, quite honestly, I didn't even look at the matchup with this one. This was just purely a skill play, and I'm going
1: Nelson Velazquez uh, this weekend. And it's great for our competition because he might not get many hits, but if he does, it's likely to give you four points at least it's, every it's time long. through. Yeah, so like that's the plus of a guy like that. You don't need to get three hits and hope he gets one of them being a double or something. Like you get the whole yeah. gusto there. Uh, for me, I took I took the best hitter I could find on the board, but I am nervous that he sits a game because he's a catcher. A d- degree of difficulty play. Yes, it was not great this week. I'll say that much. But he does DH from time to time, especially on the horrific Padres right now. They are, I guess, quote-unquote streaking. I better not say that. They're streaking right now. But he's hitting in the middle of the order. That is Luis Campisano. This is a guy that I was, I was in love with going into the season. He got hurt, so they went and got Gary Sanchez, who was kind of actually doable, like formidable. He was good. But uh, Sanchez is now gone again. You know, broken wrist, done for the season. Uh, insert Luis Campisano back to his everyday catching role. Since September 1st, hitting 345, two doubles, two homers, striking out 12% of the time, which I'm a fan of. A lot of multi-hit games in there. Um, I'm just a fan of his overall approach, especially if he hits to hit, you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth in that lineup. Could be a lot of upside there. And we talked about matchups this weekend in San Diego. Gets to face Dakota Hudson, Woodford, and Rom. that wonderful St. Louis team we talked about. So I'll take my chances with Compusano. If he somehow DH is one of those games, I'm going to be doing—I'll be on my knees praying to God, thank you very much. And I'm not a very religious person. But um, yeah, Compusano, overall hit skills was one of the better options. I'm already aware he might not play every day. So that's the the bugaboo here.
2: He has started five of the last six and one of those at DH. So there's, I mean, there's definitely a chance. And actually an interesting thing, like if you're in, Campusano's probably gone to two catcher leagues, but if you're in single catcher leagues, and you need a utility guy. Like I've seen in yeah. a lot of my leagues, where just because they're catchers, people don't pick them up and put them at utility. It's kind of like taboo. But Luis Camposano is probably better than a lot of utility options that you have out there. Again, probably rostered in two catcher leagues, but in ones like, don't be afraid to, if he's available,
1: put him in at utility. And MFBCOCs, he's only rostered in twenty four percent of leagues right now. Which is very that's, surprising. That's a two catcher league. So yeah, very surprising. So be on your radar, folks. Now, you know, since Ryan is such a great picker of pitchers, you know, double-digit points week in and week out, who yeah. do you have this week, Mr. Bloomfield? On fire uh, with, you know, Justin Steele. On say my you're going to risk fire with this pick, yes. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, this is I, – I feel like we say this every week, but it was a, another – It was
1: bad. It was real bad.
2: Land of death. Trying to pick starting pitchers under 50% rostered in 12-teamers – Takeaway for 2024, which we'll have off-season to talk about, is just volume your starting pitchers in drafts. Can't say that enough. It's going to be a, a very much a, um, a goal of mine next season. However, this year I'm going Brandon Williamson, mostly because he's a lefty against the Pirates. Again, that did not work for Justin Steele this week, but um, I'm, I'm banking against Lightning, not striking twice. And going with Williamson, I know it's at home, um two strikeouts, last start at the Mets, like I'm talking myself out of this, but before that ks nine six 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 five four there's something there. um it's not gonna be a double digit. I think my double digit streak is coming to an end with this one, but i don't, I really I could not find yeah, really many guys that are better and that goes into like I don't know we'll talk about it a little bit, but like be careful, streaming, starting
1: pitching. This final week because you very could get terrifying. Brandon Williamson Yes. It I do. Could get very ugly for you in that scenario. And I've done the Williamson thing before in this game. So I fully understand. You pick them already? Earlier this year, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. I was I know I picked no maybe not for our game, but I, yeah, not for our game, never mind. I, I definitely picked him up for um uh streaming in real life fantasy baseball. So that was fun. Uh, My pick is a guy that you have picked before in this game, and he got you almost 11 points earlier this year. That's Kenny Waldachuk of the Oakland Athletics, the Southpaw going against the Detroit Tigers. And I like the Tigers offense. I'm not going to say I don't, but it's still the Tigers in OCO. Um, Waldachuk allowed six runs in his last outing against San Diego. Prior to that, though, seven straight starts with two run runs or less, coming off back-to-back zero run outings before the six-run shellacking to San Diego. That was at Houston and against Toronto. To not like schlubs strikeouts are an issue you had a couple 7k games but for the most part it's three and four so you're hoping for low runs five to six innings three or four k's see where it gets me i think that can compete against brandon williamson i need it to compete against brandon williamson so i'm going kenny waldachuk again broken record here wasn't a great week to stream pitchers
2: and i just looked the last week waldachuk is lined up to face uh the minnesota twins um, Ooh, so Royce Lewis potentially Royce that. lewis lists, or maybe Royce Lewis plays against that lefty and they sit Kepler, Walner, all that sort of thing but semi-decent stream option the last week if you need strikeouts
1: could I be guess. a fun one indeed alright let's talk, you mentioned final week of the season, let's get at it here and have some fun, we'll talk uh, we'll try to talk everything that comes to mind to get you ready for the final week of the season And, Ryan, let's start with the standings. I just pulled them up. You were talking about them earlier. What teams should we be focusing on, I guess? And the reason why we're saying standings is these teams are in it. They're going to play their best. They need to win. This is common sense stuff. But who are some of the teams we should be focusing on this final week of the season when it comes down to uh, standings-wise?
2: So I think, like, it's a little tough. Your AL West, unfortunately, your AL West is – Freaking tight right now. So Houston's in first by a half game over both Seattle and Texas. The problem is, from a waiver pickup standpoint, pretty much all those bats are taken, with the exception of probably some Mariners. And if I look at the Mariners schedule, they do get, well, they get seven games next week. That's big. And three of them are against lefties. So they are, I think the Mariners are one of those, they have some. Decent platoon options like Dominic Canzone. Um, a lefty going against right-handed pitching. And who am I not thinking of? Power yeah, speed Dylan Moore.
1: Mike Ford. Mike Ford's another dude that goes against righties a lot. Got Mike
2: so. Ford against righties. Got Dylan Moore against lefties. So it's a it's a seven game week for the Mariners. So you're, they're going to get four righties and three lefties. And who knows? Again, starting pitching wise, who's going to who's going to go how long and that sort of thing. But I think, I think they're going to go. Mariners. I think they're going to go
1: long because it's Houston and Texas. Like they Seattle controls their own fate. Yep, they get three against Houston, all at home. I should head up there, man. Bring yeah, my, you got some good matches. My match. box of Julio's with me. That place would be rocky. You could go watch Ivaldi versus Wu on Friday.
2: Come on. Oh, man. You're going to make me root against Evaldi. Come on. Actually, I'll take Wu in that That's what I'm game, saying. To be honest. That's a beauty.
1: That's a crazy last schedule for Seattle. That's going to be... Yep. They mm-hmm. control their own fate. Pretty... That's what it's you itch. want, though. That's what you want. You don't have to rely on other teams. So
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. That's pretty much so. The only other division race, Baltimore Tampa. And so, Tampa, we, I mean, we kind of talked about Tampa's lineup. If you look, Tampa's one of the few teams with five. Yeah. that's And crazy. they don't play each other. Baltimore doesn't play Tampa. And Tampa gets even worse three righties and two lefties. That's so. Rough. If you're playing that platoon game like you are with Tampa, um, yeah, that's a and that might that worse. might cross
1: off the wants for Camonero. Yeah. In reality, compared to other five guys. Teams. That's tough. That's real tough right there.
2: What other divisions? Every other division is locked up. The Cubs have totally crapped the bed. Yeah. Uh they're eight games back of the Brewers. Atlanta's locked it up for a while. You are gonna get actually most of the hangover games. Minnesota will have a hangover game probably this weekend.
1: They should, um, yeah. That's another I mean you can't really plan for that, but Yeah, I thought Baltimore'd had- have a hangover game. They flew to Houston and won the first two games. So yeah. Go figure. Yeah.
2: So um, the one thing I would say, and we 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 touched on this with Royce Lewis, is anybody who's like semi-injured or a, a, you know, on a team that has nothing to play for, either out of the playoffs or in. Um, I'm also looking at you, Christian Yelich, who also happens to be in my labor team. Like, there's no reason for the Brewers to push Christian Yelich at all. They're not putting him on the I.L., they want to keep him somewhat fresh, but he's there's no way he's playing, I think, even more than part time. So Brewers have an eight game lead on the Cubs. So
1: it feels like if it was serious, he'd be playing, kind of what you're saying. Like that's how that's the feeling I get with all of this. So. Um another one you could look at on the flip side, the Cardinals are so far they're twelve out of the wild card, twenty out of the central. They're done. Uh Paul Goldschmidt left Thursday's game they're gonna play him but to what extent is interesting there because it's just um there's no rush type scenario is what it it comes down to so i wouldn't worry too much about that uh colorado with charlie blackman banged up he'll get a swan song over the weekend in colorado there's no doubt about that because it could be his last hurrah in coors but he's another guy that like ryan streamed a few weeks ago he's actually been pretty productive since coming back from the il they're not going to really rush him back either. There's no need to. But then again, the Rockies, my Rocky. So don't quote me on that one. But some of those teams, like we look at the, the teams that have clinched, also the teams that are out of it, they kind of work in the same situation here.
2: Yeah, I feel like the teams that are out of it, it's more like the veterans that they're going to rest, unless there's some kind of like a like the Padres and like Blake Snell's pitching for a Cy Young, they might put the he's, best behind he's, them. He, he's going all the way. But uh, a lot of those veterans on on teams that are out of contention.
1: Uh, if there's any kind of injury or whatever, like just just shut it down. All right, let's talk wild card now, and this is where it gets fun because yeah, you know, Toronto, Seattle, Texas. You already mentioned Seattle and Texas. Now Toronto's in the mix. Yeah, that makes it fun. Uh, and in the National League, it's really fun. But yeah, Philadelphia looks like they're kind of running away with the first wild card. You got arizona you got the cubs you got miami you got cincinnati giants are technically in it i don't think they are but that's just the bias in me so you have potentially five national league teams that are going to be battling it out this last week and you have three al teams that will be battling it out so eight teams are really going for it which in reality if you do quick math it's almost a third of baseball is still going hard at just the wild card let alone a couple division races so yep. it could be fun could be fun. Um,
2: and obviously, the hitters on those teams, like those, those are the types of guys to target. Miami, I think, is, for example, one team that's in the mix who I think is going to push it. And you saw Sandy, Sandy Alcantara might, might be coming back. Um, Dude, it's this insane. Last week, which would be pretty freaking cool uh, to Jackson see. Jackson
1: took a beat today, though. That was fun. Then a rehab start.
2: Oh, I did not. Did not
1: notice that. That's funny. Yeah, just a stud prospect for the the Brewers that might get called up any day now too. Just keep that one in mind. But yeah, Jackson Trio, uh, Sandy. You know who else uh, is coming back allegedly?
2: Dude. Who? Oh God, it's it's a name to like pick up. Oh, Tristan McKenzie.
1: Yes, real Tristan quick. McKinsey I misspoke. Jackson Trio, I misspoke. Jackson Trio got a hit off of Sandy. Did not yeah. take him deep. Sandy threw four scoreless innings of four Ks on a forty-one percent whiff rate. Too shabby. But yeah, shabby. Tristan McKenzie. That's what I've been kind of like circling back on on the first pitch pod because they've been rehabbing him. Because Beaver's back on Friday. He comes back to the rotation for Cleveland. Which whatever. Yeah, the McKenzie thing is interesting because um, they said they want to get him up to like. 85 or 90 pitches in rehab before he comes back. And uh, I'm trying to find his last rehab numbers. He's getting real close. You're right. Sticks might make a start next week. He's on my labor IL.
2: An interesting thing with this too, we've talked about like hitters so far, but like look at your pitchers and which days they are scheduled. And I know I'm talking about my team like way too much, but it's just an example of like the thought process. So for example, I've got Aaron Nola who is scheduled to pitch uh next Tuesday at home against Pittsburgh. I mean, sounds like a slam dunk. And after that he would be scheduled to go that last day of the season at the Mets October 1st. Is Aaron Nola making that start that last day? Uh you got to you got to you got to look at that with where they're at in the standings. Like the the Phillies are 3 games up on Arizona for the top wild card spot, which does matter cuz you play the worst uh division winner which would be i guess the brewers so that that's pretty juicy but um just look at for each of your starters look at that last weekend and just see like i don't know whether you think they're even going to make that start or how far they're going to go because a two-start week on paper is very much so not to be um on a lot for a lot of these teams
1: yeah that's uh you're 100% to the two stars, and like you said, if they even do make a second start, just for a couple of innings type thing, so you're you're pretty much hosed on that one. So you won't get you won't get a ton of two starters next week. You won't. Uh, like Kevin
2: Gossman's another example Tuesday. Yeah, and then Sunday, but Zion, the potentially Jays like so. It's, it's kind of the Jays could be pitching to get in the postseason, or they could be playing to line up Gossman to pitch the first game of the wild card. So it's just like it's yeah. so freaking hard to. To do it, obviously you're starting gossman no matter what. I mean, he's pitching against the Yankees on Tuesday, but it's just those kinds of like. Let I me mean, take the players and and the and the names out, but just that thought process that I'm kind of going through. Do that that
1: exercise with your own starters when you're looking at uh schedules on Sunday night, Monday morning. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting because I'm going to circle back to Tristan McKenzie real quick. He threw close to four innings in his rehab start on Tuesday. He'll need at least one more rehab start to maybe get a shot at the end of the next week. So. We'll kind of see where that goes. He's definitely up into the air one, but could be fun, could be interesting. Just see where that flakes takes place. Um, let's look at the overall schedules for the final week here. And we can just do a quick draw here. Cause so what we can do is we can combine pitcher schedule for two starts, yay or nay. And do you like the schedule? How's that sound? I'll let's just run through that real quick. Um, just to really give people an emphasis on two starters. So Arizona, they got six games, three at Chicago White Sox. We always love that. Three at homers. Houston, Zach Gallon is scheduled to two step against Chicago and Houston. Um, but also, as we mentioned, Arizona's in the race. So Gallon might be needed. Do you like the D back schedule and do you like the potential two step?
2: Uh yeah. I, lo- I love the at White Sox. Uh I will see about Houston. But even if Houston at full speed, JP France, Hunter Brown's been terrible lately. Yes. And
1: who knows, Verlander that Sunday. Who knows? what that what that looks like yeah i think arizona is a great spot if you can stream some dudes and gallons two steps awesome atlanta's atlanta will pass through there you um, do have bryce elder as a two-step no, do not do it no, just not, do advice. not
2: i mean unless your ratios are like no, the safest no, thing matter. ever no you no, no. The, an-
1: the answer is no the answer is no <laughs> no don't even know there's no what ifs no don't do it because what will happen it'll be sunday and the Washington Nationals have nothing to play for. And CJ Abrams and company are going to go to town on Bryce Elder. I like, guess that's, that's what's going to happen. So I hope I'm wrong, but yes, that's what's happened. Be, be wiser, not Elder. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. Um, Baltimore already clinched. They got three ver- or two versus Washington, four versus Boston. Kyle Braddish scheduled for two. That could be one where Braddish gets pushed to postseason readiness.
2: Depends, uh, they've clinched playoffs, but they're still very much in an ALE. So. That's right, versus the Rays, they don't want to be the wild card. That's true. They are one and a half games, no, they're one and a half games ahead of the Rays. Yeah. So, um, if they, they have do make a fair spot point up. about Braddish, like if Braddish or Grayson Rodriguez pitched today, but that would line up fine. Uh, Braddish, who's just been awesome, that that, la- that last
1: start probably doesn't happen unless That's they have thought. to do it, yeah. So keep that in mind if you're expecting to from Braddish. The only way Braddish is starting Sunday is somehow they're tied with the Rays for the AL East. Mm-hmm. Could put that out there. Yep. Um, Boston, two at Homers, Tampa, four at Baltimore, a Baltimore team that might be setting things up for the postseason. Uh, Tanner Houck scheduled for two steps, Tampa Bay at Baltimore. Do you like the Red Sox? And if so, do you like Tanner Houck's two-step?
2: Uh, yeah, I like, I like how two step and I like the Red Sox five out of the six are against righties. So the problem is Alex Verdugo and Yoshida are there too. Kind of lefties.
1: Will your Brady too, but he's hurt. So yep. I don't know. Zidane Raphael is still very much available. People stop ignoring him. Yes. Not- like, <laughs> just stop. Um, Chicago White Sox three at Atlanta, three at Milwaukee, Justin Steele at Atlanta at Milwaukee uh chicago cubs
2: yep um steel i would say doesn't i he'll make that (laughs) sunday start because he's in the contention for the cy young i think the cubs will do what they can to um to do it however it's at atlanta that first start and justin steel has given up six earned runs in each of his last two starts i'm still throwing steel i'm pretty sure in labor um but with hesitation, um, on the on the hitter side, we kind of mentioned all your all your Cubs are kind of taking that last Woodruff, Peralta, Hauser, um, at the end of the week. Who knows what that looks like? Like the, Milwaukee's going to line up their rotation to
1: do, yeah, um, Ace Peralta, Woodruff, and then uh, Burns. Yeah, yeah that, that could be that. a um, couple innings just to have your bullpen session on live baseball scenario is what that could do and the the cubs might be fighting for their wild card spot still so that could make it really interesting uh that weekend cincinnati reds five games two at cleveland three at st louis st louis is a juicy one two lefties but the only five games hunter greens expected to be at cleveland at st louis i think we can agree if that's the case that's awesome but i don't even know if that's a for sure thing though with you know they're they're using the day off as his spot in the rotation i guess Reds are platooning a
2: lot on the hitter side. Reds are platooning a lot, and it's not only is it five games, but it's it's split
1: lefty-righty, so that's 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 a tough start for Reds', Reds bat. That's a really tough start. Well, right now, Tristan McKenzie is scheduled on Tuesday, but it's not in bold black, so I don't know if that's true. But I have searched all of Twitter. We don't know McKenzie yet. yet. And nothing says he's pitching Tuesday yet, so that's up in the air. But it's two at home for Cincinnati, three at Detroit. It's just tough because – You know, it's two lefties at Detroit. There's not a whole lot out there for Cleveland unless I'm totally missing something. Uh, No,
2: not really. But, yeah, the the five gamers, five gamers tough. The matchups, if it's Hunter Green, that's probably pretty tough, too.
1: Colorado in Coors Field, four against the Dodgers, three against Minnesota. This is where your jam begins.
2: Especially Colorado lefties. What Colorado lefties do we have? It's yeah, seven, seven righties. righties. Seven righties. So Nolan
1: Jones, if you've been stashing them forever. <laughs> <Yeah. kidding. laughs>
2: what a freaking... I mean, that shout out to you, Curlin, and the War Dog. Yep. Uh, Nolan that's been Jones. a fun one. You guys are driving that train. it um, has been fun. Ryan McMahon is platooning. Yep. Uh, Charlie Blackman, who we talked about, I think will play. Any other last... Probably look for Ezekiel
1: it. Tovar. He's not platooning, but he's in a lot of waiver wires. he yeah. you got to look at.
2: Yeah, that's, that's one schedule. That's probably the best schedule next week, especially if you need batting average. Uh, seven games of that is pretty sweet.
1: And see what they're doing this weekend, because even with uh, guys coming back, Eliezer Montero's been playing pretty much every day. He'd yeah. be a good one to pick up over the next week. And I don't think the that. schedule,
2: like schedule wise, like those last three against the Twins, it's Sunny Gray, Joe Ryan, Kent and Maeda. Like Twins ain't throwing Maeda on the last day. Like Dude. why would they? Why in the world would that's they that's probably that a Bailey Ober start or something. That's not A bullpen game or or whatever.
1: So yeah, that'd be glorious. Uh, the Chicago White Sox three at home versus Arizona, three at home versus San Diego. Uh, Jose Urania scheduled the two step. Does that interest you at all? Oh, I don't know. Um, nor
2: does the white Sox <laughs> schedule no, yeah. you get gallon merrill kelly the front end i mean you get to get the layup your boy pedro avila but then uh but then michael waka and then blake snell blake on sunday snell and again Catholic. blake snell is making that start um
1: separate podcast but he he will make that start and then win the Cy Young. yep Cy Young is his as long as his arm doesn't fall off and something weird happens might still be his. Uh Detroit Tigers, six games, Kansas City for three at home versus Kansas City, then at home versus Cleveland. Uh they do have to face Reese Olsen, Scooble, and Gibson Long. Not an easy task. Actually, that's their pitchers, by the way. Um, they have a yeah. six-man rotation right now if Erod pitches. That's an if Erod pitches. But they they face a lot of nice hitters or pitchers if you're looking at some Detroit bats.
2: Yes. Marsh Grinky Reagans. Oh, Reagans is Reagans is good. Giolito Bieber. Who knows how long Bieber goes and quantrell um detroit bats looking good and five
1: out of those six are righties reagan's is the only lefty in that bunch yep go see if parker meadows or akil badu or something like that's available houston astros you got three at st louis three at arizona verlander schedules a two-step we've pretty much already said that's not going to happen assuming the astros haven't locked up which they should have some sort of postseason they might not they might not i'll be totally honest they're still you not know, doing They'll their make thing, a I, post
2: well. No, maybe they won't.
1: If they I'm saying like they third. still have, they still have to take care of business, so it's yep. not a, a done deal. But I'm assuming they do of some sort, so we don't see Verlander two step, and most of their bats are taken. So,
2: yeah, it's all righties. So like, yeah, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker. Yep. Um, I am. But Michael Brantley, maybe
1: he's, he's already hurt again. Like he's day to so, day. He's dating to again. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's so hilarious.
2: Probably nothing actionable that Yinar, lineup
1: nine Diaz. if you got him, smoke him. if you got them that cool. that's riches. one of your best calls this season yeah uh kansas city royals you got uh three at detroit four at or three at home versus new york yankees alec marsh scheduled for two um uh, this is brutal nelson velasquez yeah go nel
2: go nelly um uh, i wonder what uh so that sunday is michael king Good God what a uh, what a Beast. difference maker Michael King has Beast. been. I would think Michael King on that Sunday I know we're talking about the the I don't know, what the, the Royals uh, but I think michael coy Michael King like he makes that start they're gonna stretch him out for next year so oh, yeah. um it's a pretty rough one for uh the Royals yep because, you know I mean not because of Scooble or. Or King or Reese Olson, but
1: but Gibson Long. Yeah, like that's like that's murderers row. Like what if Carlos Rodon figures out a pitch for a day? Like Clark Schmidt. That's not, that's not an easy finishing task there for the Royals, let alone being a bad baseball team. Uh Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, three at home versus Speaking Texas. Speaking of <laughs> three at home versus Oakland. Yeah, from bad one bad team to another. Um, I'm not really interested in anything here, unless you are. No. Yeah. Angels are bad. It's bad, bad baseball. All right. Dodgers. They have Four at Colorado, three at the Giants. Pepio was supposed to get two starts this past week. It got moved around. So now he supposedly has two starts at Colorado, at SF. I'm pitching Pepio regardless of two starts. He's in my rotation. I'm assuming you'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, bats, though, you going after David Peralta. You like Jason Hayward. What are you looking yes. at here?
2: Yes, and yes. Um, yeah. And I think those guys are going to play just because, like, I mean, why would they're veterans? Like, keep them going and they you get what, six out of the seven? are righties for the Dodgers. So I think I think Dodger lefties are um are fantastic
1: pickups. So Hayward and Peralta. Yep. Work for get me. Them. Go get them. Go them. Miami Marlin's three at the Mets, three at Pittsburgh, Lucesi, Singa, Peterson, Jackson, Falter, Keller. Not too shabby if you can find some Miami bats out there.
2: Yeah. Problem is they do like to I always like the Jesus oh, Sanchez it's lefty righty lefty cheap code, but it's it's lefty righty lefty righty lefty righty. So that's Oof, the- That's tough with Miami, but they are, I mean, they are, they're in it. They're, they're playing their best guys this final week.
1: Milwaukee, um, they got three at home versus St. Louis, three at home versus the Cubs. Hauser scheduled for a two-step. I don't mind Hauser. That's one of the first two steps where I'm like, not the end of the world, all things considered, especially if you look at how he's actually pitched of late, not been horrible, and they're pretty good matchups. Some blow up. The Cubs is a tough matchup
2: on Sunday. Again, a broken record. Are they starting everyone? Probably, but
1: Cubs um, probably are. Milwaukee probably not, but I think they are starting Hauser. I'll say that much.
2: Yes, yeah, they are. I would, yeah, Hauser. The chance of Hauser making that two step is is quite high because they don't need to set him up. Now, he'll or, be a long uh, reliever every postseason.
1: That's what he'll be. Probably, so, yeah. Minnesota three at Homer Oakland, three at Colorado. I talked. We talked about this last week. They started three in Cincinnati this week. They finished with three in Colorado next week. Get your twins, bats, and just roll with them. Were you good. Yeah, I
2: mean, I talked about Kyle Farmer before, and that was before even looking
1: at the schedule versus Oakland at Coors. Like, yep, get those twins. Get all of them, all of them if you can. Uh, New York Mets, three versus Miami, three versus Philadelphia on paper. Some tough pitching matchups if they come to fruition.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the if. So Philadelphia, where are they at? They are. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just talking about them. They are in in position with the top wild card, so they will do what they can to to seal that. Which means Mr. Nolan Sunday, <laughs> for better or worse, might go. Um, I don't know. Are there that many Philly bats? bats available? I feel like it's such a star or scrub
1: lineup. Like you don't really want the regulars anyway. One thing I'll say is I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming Philadelphia has the top wild card spot clinched by Sunday. I'm just assuming they will. Jose Budo's been actually really really good since coming up, and if mm. the Phillies aren't throwing out their top offense, that's a good stream. Just gonna throw it out there. It's a lot of what ifs, a lot of what ifs, but that could be a good Sunday last day stream situation right there.
2: And there will most likely be a hangover game sometime next week with the Phillies. So if you're in daily, I mean that's impossible for on weekly leagues to project. But it might be Budo on Sunday. I mean, yep. who knows? But those hangover games, like that's
1: that's a goldmine for streaming. If you're in a daily league, um, look at that day after. And and Quintana's been good too. No no strikeouts, but he's a quality start machine right now. Like, it, it no yeah. matter who he faces, so. Couple things to look at there: New York Yankees three at Toronto, three at Kansas City. Michael King set up to two step. Please put him in your rotation. Yep, yeah, he'll he'll make both. Um,
2: and, Yankees uh, are done, I, so the I don't know the, the thing is, like they're trying to play their young guys, so I could see that continuing. But I wonder, like, when does Aaron Judge? When does Giancarlo Stanton start to get shut down this week?
1: Yep, with you there. And that's, that's something to think about when you're setting your lineups next week. Um, Oakland, you got three at Minnesota, three at the Angels. Blackburn set up to two step. Not a bad two step, honestly. Uh, but his yeah. production, his production's up in the air. But he could be like similar to the Hauser treatment. Blackburns not bad. Yep, yep. Even though
2: both games are on the road, that at. at- That at Angels, unless you're Aaron Savali this week, of course, uh, is is a good one. But, uh, yeah, Blackburn, yeah, he's going to make those two starts. That's a a semi-decent two-step with, I don't want to say minimal ratio blow-up potential, but uh, it is Paul Blackburn after all. But I think that could
1: be effective. And the one thing I'll say about Paul Blackburn, which is nice, even when he kind of blows up, he does go and get you strikeouts. That's one thing he does. So it depends on what you're looking for on your squad. Uh, Philadelphia, they got uh, three versus Pitt, three at the Mets. We pretty much think they're going to clinch things, so tough to pick up any guys here. Yep, agreed. Pittsburgh, three at Philly, three at home versus Miami. Um, The fight in Palacios gets four righties out of six, if you're curious. But uh, other than that, I don't have a ton of interest here. Mitch Keller, if he's available, is great, but I don't think he's available. Yeah, I don't think he's available. Um, but Palacios, one of those two brothers.
2: The Pittsburgh one is...
1: Joshua. Is, yeah. yes, Homer tonight Joshua. off of uh, Julian Merriweather. Homer in back-to-back games. He has a pinch hit Homer tonight, by the way. So, yes. Uh, San Diego, three at the Giants, three at the White Sox. That's a pretty juicy matchup if you can get Campy to catch or some other options out there. Agreed. Agreed.
2: Not much to add there.
1: Um, Seattle, we've already talked about them earlier, so we can about. pass on that uh giants you got three versus san diego three versus the dodgers it's platoon city i'm pretty much just avoiding this
2: what uh giants fandom what so you you sound pretty pessimistic two and a half games back of the last wild card you don't
1: think so no no they lost already tonight against the dodgers uh i don't see them winning a game this weekend maybe one if they're lucky i guess it happens every year. They play just good enough to keep your hopes up, but the team's so bad. Like they're eventually going to hit a wall and they finally are hitting that wall. I don't see it happening. No. Two lefties, four righties. Those lefties are Snell and Kershaw. Yep. Good night. Kershaw might not even pitch, honestly. That it's could true. be a whole, that's that true. could be a Sheehan, Stone, something like that game. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, St. Louis, three at Milwaukee, three at home versus Cincinnati. Uh, Burns isn't that one not bad overall but it's St. Louis unless you're getting one of the Palaciosis but it's four righties again so it's tough
2: yeah unless you got the Palacios Zach Thompson's interesting he's the two-step for you're St. Milwaukee Louis Milwaukee versus Cincinnati it's not bad I guess. like the matchups aren't bad Thompson I don't think he is I, I really liked him um, at the beginning of his transition to the rotation but I think recently it's kind of gone pretty south i'll pull up the numbers yeah. in just a sec but it it hasn't been as great yeah. lately he got beat up by milwaukee i believe it was milwaukee like yesterday or tuesday something like that I always look up the wrong Zach. there's a zach k and a zach h thompson yeah, so uh let's see his last few games president. thompson yeah oh ouch uh four <laughs> earned four earned three earned three earned
1: there's a there's That's a, a clip start. for you oh yeah Ooh, ouch <laughs>
2: yeah not great not great not so good. maybe not great, bob Maybe that two start is a just double the death.
1: Yep, I think we're stuck with I think we're stuck with like How Howser and Blackburn as our main uh, maybe king if he's available still. That's kind of our two steps of the week. It's crazy. Um, Tampa Bay we already discussed them five games makes them tricky. Texas three at the Angels, which is always great, but then three at Seattle with Gilbert Wu Castillo and Kirby on the docket. Anything with Texas here, they got John Gray and Martin Perez scheduled to the two step. They're fighting for the postseason. So
2: those guys should both make their two steps. That's a brutal man, Seattle, that rotation. It's a brutal last year. You're going to make that games.
1: drive after this show.
2: It's going to happen. Dude, if I didn't have kids, how far is it? Uh, to Seattle from my house is anywhere between three hours and six hours, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending on, on when I go. but yeah just up by five it's like two turns
1: two times yeah um yeah woovers woovers uh eovaldi's a doozy doozy on friday toronto three versus the yanks three versus tampa bay gossman's we've already discussed this so i think we're good here Uh, there's like besides gavin biggio who actually gets to face five six righties next week i would actually i'm not even kidding i would look to pick him up i think he's a, a solid asset
2: yeah i agree I agree. And Toronto, I, they, we talked about the front to kind of bring it full back. Like that Guerrero news is going to have some, have some impact. So look at Kevin Biggio
1: or potentially Spencer Horowitz. Horowitz is yeah, a good one as well. And then the Nationals, they have five games. I think we're good. Womp yeah. womp. Yep, exactly. All right. A couple more things on the schedule here. Um, we talked about the injured guys, but um, do you have anything else before we get to questions? Because Kerlin's question can go with listener questions
2: uh no i think that's pretty much it schedule stand standing most importantly then schedule and just kind of do that thought process that we were just doing and
1: just realize that come the weekend a lot of things are in flux things will change
2: by yeah for sure by sunday night monday yeah
1: yeah so just be very very aware that um it's going to get interesting real real quick uh, let's get over these listener questions here, and we'll start with one Mike Curlin. i not sure if you've heard of this guy before, but he was once the king. Now he's the court jester. Um, here's a fun one. He says, would you prefer to risk a starting pitcher with chance of shutdown or limited in final start next week, say Bayo Lazardo, many we talked about already, like Nola and others that might not even pitch on Sunday, or pivot to a relief pitcher with seven games who pitches high leverage to try and luck into a win, a relief pitcher like Jordan Hicks. Uh, this is where my brain is at. I don't ever want to know where Curlin's brain is at, to be honest no, with you. We don't want to go there. Um, I have there. to, I have to, oh, I took, I always take a picture of the questions and I realize Curlin tweets like he talks. So I have to open up the tweet now because it's a longer, uh, blue check mark tweet. Uh this is where my brain curious. Your thoughts? I'm, I'm down for that. I've preached that many times. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it. Depends. I mean, obviously, it depends. But
2: like, I think I still lean more unless you're positive that the shutdown positive. But like, if I don't know, I think I'd lean the starter still. Uh, I just think there's a better chance of a win even with the vulture seven game thing. And there's
1: only a couple teams with. I'd say it's only Seattle, Texas, seven. the Dodgers, it's... and the Rockies.
2: Yeah, so it's like you're gonna pick up like Will Smith of the of Texas. I Brusdar Gratterall. Yeah, maybe Gratterall. He's like you're not gonna good. pick up any
1: Rockies no. and <laughs> Like, don't do that. So like I think for Texas this has week, options though, like Leclerc got a save the other day. God. I know. I, Trust me, I'm with you. I'm hundred percent with you. But I just think there's as someone who benched Aaron Nola
2: this week at Atlanta and picked up Julian Merriweather for the ratios, yeah. it didn't work out. So like I don't know. I just I'd, I'd still go the starter unless you're very confident Sunday night that uh, that start isn't either not going to happen or um, or going to be shortened. If you think it's if it's going to be a full start, go with the uh, go with the starter. And when in doubt, I'd lean the starter as well.
1: How about this name from Seattle? Has not allowed a nerd run since before August 29th. That is two, four, six, eight, eleven outings. He has 14 Ks in 10 and two thirds. He only has six holds. There's no wins. There's no saves. But Matt Brash has been ridiculous. Matt oh, Brash, yes, yeah, yeah, yep. So a couple guys I just want to throw out there, and let me I, now. It is a, I am quite actually intrigued here. Um, I want to pull up the Dodgers situation here because you are going to get a lot of because most of their pitchers now are younger arms that aren't going deep into games, so you don't have to get the highest of leverage guys. You can look into the sixth and seventh inning guys if you're going to throw out. Like Ryan said, don't do it. And I'm not against it. I'm just saying if if. You're looking at, or if you're in a daily league and you can stream guys over the weekend, next weekend, these would be guys to look at here. Um, Gratterall's been the eighth inning guy for the most part. Caleb Ferguson's getting some love. Alex Vesia picked up a win two starts ago. Um, And weirdly enough, I will say this, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but Shelby Miller's been getting a lot of that sixth and seventh inning role, and that's where you pick up the dubs. And last but not least, if Ryan Garborough is available, people, I can only say it so many times. If that's the dude you want. Got the so. win on Sunday. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just going to stop there. Cause I'll start throwing things at the wall here in a minute, but, um, the giants opener situations have actually been kind of decent with Mania. He's been decent in that role, which pains me to say, <laughs> Minaya and stripling. <laughs> I don't know who you like, uh, who you like more, Bubba. It's just, they're, they're not good regular pitchers if you want to win a world series. Um, Andy Splintner has a question for us for those in head to head ships, who are a couple guys who will go yard this weekend, and grab a couple steals we're talking about this weekend right now that we just played our game yeah, for this so let me reformat my custom grid here because i had for next week's setup i Come would
2: on. i would i would lean kyle farmer that's a good I one. I think kyle I just... farmer we talked about the royce lewis news at the top like no matter what i i maybe plays one game this weekend best case so i'd go kyle farmer um i would obviously take both of our streamers if available nelson Velasquez and who the hell did you take? Campusano.
1: Campusano, <laughs> That's right. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's been a long season, people.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I like the farmer call. Quite, I like the farmer call quite a bit. I think that's uh, got some legs to it. Um, I think that's a good way to go. Velasquez could hit a couple dongs pretty pretty easily. Don't want to be surprised by that. So stolen bases. So, uh, <laughs> I keep saying it, and people are gonna hate me. Rafaelo steals bases. Cedeno Rafaelo. They're facing. They're facing the White Sox. Toussaint, Cease, and Clevenger. Clevenger's been decent, but if you want some steals, that's a dude that off the top of my head that's available. I'll say that much.
2: Another option for steals, perhaps, is Manny Margot. Tampa yeah. gets two lefties, two out of three lefties this weekend. Um, again, tr- predicting stolen bases over a three-game period is crazy, oh. but um, but you get Ryu and Kikuchi. And I think Margo will at least make two starts. He's been hitting pretty well since he
1: came back from the IL. on the farmer front. Cause I don't know what format it's a head to head. I don't know what format Andy's playing in yeah. just for your own sanity. He's 81% rostered in 12s and OCs, but in your league, he might be available. Go check out Willie Castro. Cause he's a power speed machine. He's got great matches for the angels. And I know I do Yahoo articles and he's like 50% in Yahoo. So uh, just go for your own sanity check that out because if he's there you're, that's a guy you're going to want I will say Chris
2: that. Taylor what's his He Dodgers was really good for a while he's kind of cooled he's, he's cooled down again He's 50 no that's not Chris Taylor I don't know what how rostered he is but
1: um perhaps Another twin like, I I still the twin matchups for the Angels Michael A Taylor's back and he loves left Yeah that's probably a better lefties. Taylor he's yeah. got two lefties so michael like, and that's the someone just, they're gonna play because like they're gonna you're play him lefties and roll them out there yeah, yeah. exactly so I like that michael call. a taylor would be one to look at as well
2: and good luck andy man head to head i can't imagine the sweat i have my own feelings about head-to-head playoffs but uh but that's yeah best of luck man
1: uh coinhead says dylan cease at boston
2: i mean yeah you got to do it I mean, if that's the do entire you? question, do I don't you? know. I mean, it depends what your alternatives <laughs> are, but like, I, yeah. yeah, you got to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll let Ryan answer that question. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say it, like, it, a, there's a lot of dependings, like you said, like if if there's no other options and you need something like strikeouts, yeah, go for it. I just the Red Sox bats aren't bad, and Cease is horrible. You so, know what
2: his ERA is last five starts?
1: It's got to be like seven or eight. Seven on the dot. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. Trust me, I stack against him in DFS every time. So you you start him, coinhead. I'll make a Red Sox stack, and we'll see who talks next week. we <laughs> will get his 200th strikeout in that game, though. That's what's crazy. He's getting you the K's, but man, is he not getting you anything else? It's the it's the Lance Lynn of the American League. Oh God, too soon, man. Yeah, uh, hey, we're the, we're together on that one. Last question we have here is from our buddy. I saved it for last, Benjamin Tid, a uh, collegiate scholar, Ben Tid. At breaking ben underscore t, uh, it's more of a theoretical question. So, what's it look like? Is there a theoretical engineering class that you guys take or something? Or I know there's theoretical physics, I'm aware of that. Yes, I'm aware that's a course, but um, you, you wouldn't understand. I won't, yeah. Uh, I, I learned it. that I only learned that from the big bang theory. So, um, do you guys have any teams where you plan on getting a little crazy with your lineups next week, like taking no closers, going all closers, no speed, all speed, etc.? This is a great great question to wrap up it so i want to save it for last because it's kind of like ryan and i've been trying to kind of talk about in a roundabout way of when you're setting your lineups with the schedules and, and things you're looking at and you know you might be high in steals like ben saying so you don't need to worry about speed next week you're gonna go all power go for broken power or you know pitching three saves can get you like two points maybe so i'm not gonna throw pit starting pitchers i'm gonna throw as many closers as i can stuff yep. like that are you doing anything like that, Ryan, in like your labor or other formats where you're going for the gusto? I'm personally not. I need to check Wurf and see what the, the standing deals
2: are there. Um, but just because I need, <laughs> like, I'm tight in everything. Like, I'm tight. And so, really, the only, I think the only ones you can really try and like strategize for are steals, wins and Ks, saves. and saves. Yeah. Like, you could say I need batting average and runs and but it's hard to like do pickups for just runs guys or batting average guys. Even batting average is such a variant thing. Um, So just in my leagues, I'm not, but because I don't need to, but I fully sign off on doing whatever it is you need to do to uh, maximize your categories. So have you gone through that?
1: I mean, I'll go through that exercise Sunday night, but what about, uh, what about you? I've honestly been doing that for the last month and a half or so at least for like fab reasons like targeting stats so in a roundabout way i am am i starting certain guys not so much yet um saves i might in a couple leagues just because a couple saves can get me a point Um, most of the stats i'm trying to chase are offensive and it's more like power and because i I have steals everywhere so i guess if i'm going to do anything i could sit steals and go for for broke on the power department but the way i built my teams most of the guys are power speed guys like so it's 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 kind of a wash type scenario. But if I were to do anything like that, it would be going for power and just going for broke. Like go pick up Jason Hayward and David Pralton, and hope they run into something in Coors. Like stuff like that. Just go and pick up uh, Michael A. Taylor and hope Minnesota has some fun in Colorado to finish the weekend. That like, I, That's why last week I picked up like all the Matt Walner I could find, Willie Castro, like all these twins guys just hoping. And Castro had two home runs in his two games in Minnesota know, Cincinnati, crazy. which was great. But um that's what I'll be looking for is how can I go and find a few more home runs which will obviously lead to runs on RBIs in the same scenario. Yep. Well put. Well put. It's it's tough because like I've tried the saves thing, but it's it's so tilting. We've all done it where you you, you, you might have like you might be bulking up on closers, but you only start like three of the four you have, and the guy on the bench gets three saves, and the rest of the guys get none. It's the most tilting thing on the face of the planet.
2: Ju- I just mentioned Julian freaking Merriweather, and I
1: got burned big time. Uh, it's like that. it's like Carlos Estevez every time I play him, he gets blown up. If I put him on the bench, he gets three saves. Like, <laughs> I, I should have just have cut him them. just not to deal with him, but I just like keep him on my bench so like no one can have saves basically. Like, I won't get him, but neither can you. Like, just leave him on the bench. It's one of those philosophies that's uh he's a, he's one of the full tilt men on this thing but let's wrap it up bloomfield we have made it to the finish line of the baseball season it's one week to go we grind we sweat we cry we celebrate sometime next week and i, I mentioned cry before celebrate because that's the reality of the situation there may be the some time.
2: cheers, ted it's it's yeah. well, not tears but uh it is crazy how much like and we put effort and thought into the content side but like just the amount of time we all, I'm not just us, everyone, you put into your teams and it comes down to like a hit, a homer, a steal. It's, um, I don't know. It's something I need to work on, like not glooming myself to the TV or the phone, because if you think back, like it's totally out of your control. Once you have your lineup set, like you looking at your scores more or
1: less doesn't do anything. But uh, I think, but yeah, I try to enjoy it. I think this is where playing so much DFS for years has kind of helped me. It's like you get to the point where you, I've been competitive in tournaments, and then you realize, like, in the ninth inning, a guy hits a pinch hit – it doesn't pinch it, not pinch it, but guy hits a home run that just jumped you, and you had no control over it. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, well, okay, well, we try again tomorrow. Obviously, this is a little different season long. I'm aware of that. But we've heard all the horror stories about um, certain guys, you know, the last day, like you said, last at-bats, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other are – the closer comes in and he gives up two singles, but he gets the save with those two singles, messed up your whip for a point, like just stupid little things like that. Yep. That six months of six months of grinding came down to that. And I guess the beauty of Sundays, though, they play all the games at the same time. So yeah. it's just a free for all. So over, and it's over last with game, after three hours. Yeah. Exactly. It's like Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um I believe the plan for now is we'll be off next Thursday, but We'll be back with you guys next Sunday evening at the conclusion of things. Uh, Maybe a little after the conclusion. We have kids to put to bed. But um, we'll be with you guys Sunday night, unofficially sponsored by High Noons, to celebrate and talk about, hopefully, I say celebrate because I'm trying to be optimistic here, uh, the 2023 fantasy baseball season. And it will be the official click over after we discuss the goods, the bads, the uglies of our seasons getting us ready for 2024 it's just it'll be here before you know it so absolutely it's gonna be a blast it's gonna be a blast so yeah any again i think i asked for final thoughts but any other final thoughts before we wrap it up
2: just best of luck everyone hang in there yep. and uh yeah i think that last show will be it'll be fun we'll have some beverages
1: and we'll just enjoy ha- a, the end of the I year have a- man. I have a hunch we might have a couple people just happen to drop in on the YouTube feed that might yeah that'd be fun just just a hunch Sunday night because we're all gonna be letting steam off that night it's gonna be happening so so
2: we'll we'll give more details at time maybe we'll maybe we'll try and do it a little early we'll we'll we'll
1: see we'll see we'll Um, see how it works kids 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 yep it's always kids but until then you can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan B H Q the podcast at Bubba Bloom Pod. I'm on Twitter at BDentric, and good luck, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. This was Bub in the Bloom, episode 75. Catch y'all next time. <music>